Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 24th of August. Temperatures have plummeted as a strong cold front sweeps through the southeast of Australia. The icy blast also bringing rain, thunderstorms, hail, snow and strong winds to a number of states overnight. Wind gusts of up to 120 kilometres an hour have been recorded in Victoria, while snow has fallen in the Blue Mountains west of Sydney, with the Great Western Highway now closed this morning because of black ice. Flood warnings also remain in place for a number of rivers across those states and also Tasmania. In other news this Wednesday morning, Australian music legend John Farnham is in a stable condition in ICU this morning after undergoing marathon cancer surgery yesterday. The 73-year-old was admitted to a Melbourne hospital after his family yesterday released a statement revealing Farnham had been diagnosed with cancer and would need surgery, the operation taking around 12 hours. Bandmate Lindsay Field has worked with Farnham for decades and has told Channel 10 it's a difficult time for John and his family, but he will certainly rise to the challenge. Two great fighters, he and Olivia, both, you know, it was a red rag to a bull in a way, just to, to see the way that she fought. And as far as I'm concerned, she won. Um, she had a great life. And, you know, John will fight and he'll win too. The federal government is set to launch a wider review into former Prime Minister Scott Morrison's secret portfolio controversy. It comes after the Solicitor General handed down his report into the appointments. And while it's cleared the former Prime Minister of doing anything illegal, it did advise it fundamentally undermined responsible government. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says he's launching a further investigation as parliamentary processes need to be protected. We have a Westminster system of parliamentary democracy that relies upon relies upon conventions, it relies upon accountability and checks and balances in the system. Scott Morrison has since responded to the Solicitor General's advice in a statement, saying it proves he did not misuse his power. Nick Kyrgios has been dealt another blow with a woman now suing the tennis star for defamation after he accused her of having 700 drinks during a Wimbledon final match. Anna Palis, who is a lawyer herself, denies the claim and says she's launched legal action to clear her name. A coronial inquest into the death of a seven-year-old girl at a hospital in Perth will get underway today. Our reporter, Emma Griffiths, has the details. Yeah, that's right, Taj. The parents of Ashwarya Aswath are desperate for answers. The coroner will today begin the examination into what led to the seven-year-old's death more than 500 days ago. Ashwarya was taken to Perth Children's Hospital on Easter Saturday last year with a fever, but within 20 minutes of arriving, her hands were cold, her eyes discoloured and heart rate elevated. She was pronounced dead within two hours of entering a resuscitation bay and was found to have died from sepsis. And Tash, as examinations get underway today, Health Minister Amber Jade Sanderson says it's important we let the matter run its course. I don't have any predetermined uh, views about what would come out and what should come out. We're going to watch it closely um, and we will absolutely consider all of the recommendations that come from the coroner. And unvaccinated teachers in Queensland are said to have their pay cut in a new disciplinary measure announced by the state government. The Education Department has confirmed 
The penalties will be in place for staff who have not had the COVID vaccine, which affects around 900 workers across Queensland. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. Well, it seems we all did return to the shops with Westfield reporting strong growth over the past six months. Yeah, Tash, good morning. This was one of the highlights of earnings season yesterday. Centre Group, the business that owns the Westfield shopping centres in Australia and New Zealand, reported 8% lift in revenue and a 5% lift in foot traffic. Now, to some degree, this is the bounce back we had to have. Last year was so ordinary that it wouldn't have taken much for things to improve, but there is very much a sign that we're actually going back to the stores. Those numbers are good. The other good thing for, for Centre Group, and I guess for the retail economy, is occupancy is now almost back to 99%, so of the gross levelable area, as they call it, the available space in those centres, 99% of it is now taken up and sounds like business is pretty good. Yeah, but interesting to note, Scott, supply issues and also inflation are still a big problem for a number of major Aussie retailers. Yeah, this was the downside of yesterday's earnings updates. Of course, we know that August is earnings season. Most companies report their profits or losses, as it might be. Kogan, unfortunately, falling to a loss. It spent a small fortune basically trying to gear up. Lots and lots of inventory, lots of warehouses. Turned out we weren't quite so enamored with online shopping as they thought we might be, and they left with a whole lot of stock. That pushed them to a loss. Endeavour Drinks, the business that owns Dan Murphy's and others, it actually had a reasonable year, pretty flat, but the outlook for Endeavour wasn't great. They said, look, we're not really sure. Costs keep going up, supply chain are an issue. Uh, investors hated that. The shares down 11% yesterday. And it is a sign, I think, of the challenges for retail in the future. Now, a lot of people talk about crypto, Scott, and now the <laughs> corporate regulator has announced plans to target the sector and some others. Yeah, probably about time, quite honestly. And thus far, crypto has been outside the remit of ASIC, the financial regulator, which basically means the whole idea, the whole thing wasn't regulated. On one level, if you regulate it, you legitimise it. That's a concern. But if you don't regulate it at all, then the cowboys get to go and run the thing. And certainly we've seen over the past couple of months uh, some real issues with the crypto area. So ASIC getting involved is a good thing. They're also going to be cracking down on financial disclosures. That's always positive. And here's a big one too, greenwashing. So companies making climate claims with their fund managers or businesses themselves, they're going to make sure those claims are legitimate and reasonable. I think that's probably appropriate. We know that climate action is super important and needs to happen. We don't want greenwashing getting in the way. And if it's going to happen, we want it to be legitimate, not this made-up stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You have a great day. Happy Wednesday. Thanks so much, Scott. And you. Thanks, Tash. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, tell me more. Here's a bombshell. Wayne Bennett's Dolphins will launch a monster big for one of the NRL's very best players. Yes, good morning to you, Tash. That's right. They've got Latrell Mitchell in their sights. Of course, Wayne coached Latrell at South Sydney. And now he wants the bunny superstar at the new boys of the NRL when they enter the competition, not next year, uh, but the year after. Now, of course, they have been looking at uh, Cam Munster. We'll talk about him in a sec. He was their number one target, but uh, Triple M's Ben Dobbins says that their offer to Mitchell will be eye-watering. I can confirm with you that the Dolphins will make a huge play at Latrell Mitchell. It will be a three-year deal and they will try to secure his services to be a fullback there. This will be for 2024, not for next year. So Dolphins fans, stand down. You won't have him there next year. He's contracted to South Sydney. Yeah, three years, $4 million. Now, the Bunny superstar has made it clear he must be their number one target ahead of Cam Munster. Uh, Munster now has been offered an improved contract from Melbourne Storm. He had knocked back their most recent offer. 
offer, keen to test his value on the open market. But Braithen Astor, Munster's manager, spoke to Fox League last night and says that, uh, well, there's still a chance of keeping him. Yeah, I wouldn't say critical. I just think that it was low. But they're, they're, yeah, they are. Yeah. after today, they're in the ballpark. The magic uh, figure, the million dollar mark, did they uh, did they breach that? I've got to protect my client there. And at the judiciary last night, a win of sorts for James Tamo had uh, his two-game ban for umpire descent downgraded to one. So that means he could play a potential farewell game in the final round of the season. And also today, the Demons captain, Max Gorners, weighed in on the ugly on-field sledge that reduced a teammate to tears, Brett. Yeah, he hopes that it's a line-in-the-sand moment for the AFL. Of course, this was his opposite captain, Dane Zorko, saying something deeply personal to Harrison Petty, and the Premiership defender was in tears. It shocked the football world, even if you don't know what was said, to see a footballer during a game uh, with that sort of emotion. Obviously, you know that it is uh, pretty serious, and Gorn says he's never heard a sledge as venomous as what was delivered. The first time I've heard anything that deep, I'm not here to talk about it and go on about it and bring it up. I actually think it's been well handled post, but yeah, it's certainly rare. Still with the Lions, they will be without Cameron Rayner for their knockout final against Richmond next Thursday night. He failed to overturn a one-game ban at the Tribunal last night. His tackle on D's forward Ben Brown was considered dangerous. Tigers veteran Jack Rewalt, who will face the Lions, told Fox Footy he thought Rayner would always struggle to be cleared. That swinging nature of sort of getting your momentum going round. It's probably lucky that it's only a bit of a graze to the nose, like quite easily could have been a concussion, that one. So it's the pre-finals bye, no AFL this weekend. The finals kick off next Thursday night at the Gabba. No, you're excited. You've been yelling and your little voice is struggling today. You look after yourself. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Tash. And 113-million-year-old dinosaur tracks have been uncovered in Texas after parts of a river dried up due to the ongoing drought. It's the latest discovery within the Dinosaur Valley State Park, which is known for boasting Jurassic artefacts. A park spokesperson says the dinosaur who would have left the tracks would have stood at around 15 feet or around four and a half metres tall and weighed around seven And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow.